This podcast sponsored by Prime Super, a leading industry super fund specialising in the health and aged care sector. Go to primesuper.com.au to see what we can do for you. I'm with Nikki Johnston. Nikki is a palliative care nurse practitioner based in Canberra at Calvary Healthcare's Claire Holland House. And uh, she's the recent winner of the inaugural Health Minister's Award for Nursing Trailblazers. Nikki, how did this award come about? Well, it's, I suppose I I had to get nominated and um, it seemed like my, 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 my boss, Saw that what the award was asking for was something that I might have done, which was lovely, and um, it it seemed like it it was a good fit with um, the work that I started, um, but finished because of the help of many, and I want that to be clear that it's not just me. Mm-hmm. Um, couldn't have got where I am today without um, a lot of help from a lot of people. I mean, I probably should have said congratulations um, first off, but uh, the work you were just talking about that you were recognised for is, I think it's called Inspired, uh, Integrating Specialist Palliative Care into Residential Care for Older People. And uh, this programme, yeah. I think, is, is about, you know, integrating special, specialist palliative care into residential facilities. Can you run us through how the, the programme works? Yeah. Would you mind, actually, if I just talk quickly about why we wanted to do this. Please. Um, so we noticed that um, the, the workforce in, in aged care um, really needed some mentoring and support to increase their capacity to care for people at end of life. Um, we saw that as a big need across the community. We also saw that people weren't living and dying very well or not consistently, you know, that that, uh, experiences weren't consistent uh, throughout residential aged care. Um, We we think that um, specialist palliative care should be available to people in residential aged care, but across the nation that's not happening because the states fund specialist palliative care and the Commonwealth funds residential aged care. So quite often, state-run services don't can't walk through the front door of residential aged care. Um, we decided to just say, yes, we're going to do that. So we crossed that barrier. Um, access to medicine at end of life was an issue that we, we, we found out about. Um, so people in residential aged care First of all, just say they have pain. Someone has to notice that they've got pain. Someone has to assess that. Then we have to get a GP in. Then they have to um, write a script, write uh, medicine on a chart, and then pharmacy has to deliver it. And lastly, it has to be given. So that whole process can take a week um, just because of the system. So we thought we could do better with that. And, and that's where the nurse practitioner side of things comes in with um, increasing access to medicine. So when we're thinking about we that, that we need to improve capacity for the workforce, we need to improve the experience of living and dying in the last months of life. 
Um, we need to fine-tune the referrals that we get to specialist palliative care. They need to be for the most complex people, the, the, the ones that have the most complex need. Um, so how can we put all that together with the resources that we had? And that's where we came up with integration between specialist palliative care and residential aged care. And this hasn't been done anywhere else in the whole world. So by joining specialist palliative care into residential aged care, we, we became a team and, um, you know, together we can do anything. It, it's really worked. So I just wanted to give you the, the background of, of why we thought this was necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, I mean, it sounds amazing, but how much scope is there normally for for nurses or nurse practitioners to come up with ideas like this in, in the workplace? Well, I, I, I must say that I'm incredibly grateful because, you know, I, I did come up with an idea, but it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't supported by my employer and, and government because um, we needed both of those things. Um, my employer, Calvary, gave me the green light and the support to, to do research, which, you know, was sort of over and above what my daily um, clinical work was. And then ACT Health funded the project. So, um, you know, without both of those, uh, it definitely wouldn't have happened. So I'm very grateful for that, to have supportive employer, employers. And uh, how long has Inspired been in up and running? And are you seeing some of the effects? Are you getting some feedback? Yeah, we're getting a lot of feedback. So um, in 2014, we did the pilot study and that involved integrating into four residential aged care facilities. From from that, we saved um, decreased hospital stays by 67% and um, we increased the chance of dying in the preferred place and we increased the capacity of the staff. Um, so we did all of the things we wanted to do. Um, what what we needed to know was, um, because I was the only clinician doing that, was that clinician specific or was that was it the model working? So then we went on to do a randomised control trial, um, a step wedge methodology over 18 months and uh, 1,700 participants in that. So what the intervention is, is palliative care needs rounds. So what that means is um, the palliative care nurse practitioner goes into each facility one hour per month and sits down with all the staff, not just the registered nurses, all the staff, and they get the the staff to bring 10, 10 residents who are likely to die in the next six months without a plan in place. So there's already teaching there because I'm, I'm getting them to recognise dying. So for them to be able to bring the right people, they've got to know, well, what does dying look like? What does the last months of life look like? What does deterioration rather than being sick look like? So that's the first part. Then we sit down and we talk about, we discuss those 10 people we see, have they got an alternate decision maker? We talk about the law around decision making at end of life. We see if they've got an advanced care plan. If the answer is no, 
um, we do a, a case conference. That's the next step. But still back in that palliative care needs round, I teach staff how to talk to relatives and, and patients about dying, death and dying, and help them to understand how to treat assess and treat pain, all of those things. So that's where that, it's an hour of edu- intense education and it's um, case-based. But what I teach them about Mary, they can put into practice with Bill. So the first step is only with staff. The second step is multidisciplinary case conferencing, end-of-life case conferencing, where I'm, I'm mentoring the staff in the residential aged care facilities to run these case conferences. And we fill out an advanced care plan. We do anticipatory planning, which includes prescribing anticipatory injectable medications for that specific person. So we, we think about what, what are they at risk of dying of or what could happen to this person. And so we put a plan in place and, and write up those meds. At that stage, I still haven't had a specialist palliative care referral. So these people aren't, aren't on our books, per se. If they have complex needs, then I will get a referral and I will go and do a clinical visit and um, I will go in and assess and plan and do all of that. I did. I have forgotten to mention the GPs because they're so important in this. Mm-hmm. So having having them in the in the case conference is vital, um, and we all just need to be on the same page and work together. So the nurse practitioner works with the GP and and the staff in the facility. So they they all have plans in place in at the case conferencing. We do education for staff and the community around. Uh, benefits and burdens of hospitalisation when you're older, and that's a, that's often a big discussion around. Well, um, you know, if I have antibio- if I have pneumonia, do I want to go to hospital, or I could have it treated here? And um, you know, lots of people start by saying, of course, if they're sick, they go to hospital. But then once they realise that there's actually quite big risks of going to hospital when you're older, particularly if you've got dementia. Um, then they decide, no, well, if comfort is the goal of care, we're going to keep them home. Um, So out of all that, what we managed to do was drastically reduce avoidable hospital transfers, saving the government quite a lot of money. And I can't say that right now because we're actually in peer review. Mm -hmm. So I can't give you all the exact results today, but I will be able to soon. Um, We increased for the first time internationally the quality of dying. So what that means is people had better pain relief, people died without breathlessness, people died with their family around, people died with better spiritual care Um, and the staff well, and the staff had the capacity to care for them. Um, People died in their preferred place and um, we, they were able to do that because we'd asked them. We knew where that was. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody's a winner. Um, sat, there's, the, the nursing homes get much less complaints because they're actually part of the planning. 
and and everyone is on the same page. So um, if if they feel like they're part of the decision making, part of the planning, they feel more in control and um, much less complaints. And so this is obviously sounding quite successful. You've obviously won an award yeah. for this work. I mean, are you hoping to see yeah. this rolled out uh, territory-wide? You're based in the ACT, but is there any talk about it being rolled out anywhere else in any other states or territories? I, I would, I'd actually like to see it go across Australia. It's quite a simple, effective idea that doesn't cost that much money. So, um, I, yeah, look, we'll be, we'll be lobbying to, to take it across Australia. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think obviously awards beget awards because yesterday you picked up the Order of Australia as well. I did. Congratulations again. Thank you. And was this for, for this work or for work in nursing in general? Uh, yeah, no, it, it, is, it does. Um, it, it includes this work. Um, I hadn't quite, we hadn't quite finished our randomised control trial when I got um, notified that I was getting the Order of Australia. So, but it, it's all for this same work, um, uh, palliative care in, you know, integrating palliative care into specialist, sorry, integrating specialist palliative care into residential aged care. Mm-hmm. And um, we're, we're published in British Medical Journal, Palliative and Supportive Care, three times. And um, we're just in peer review now for our, um, there'll be another four papers that come out of this. Well, uh, Nikki, congratulations again um, and well done on all of your good work. Uh, Hopefully we can talk to you again when you win your next award. Oh, thank you. That would be so lovely. Thank you so much. Thank you, Nikki.